And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a great week. Um, a lot to get to today. Big show today. Tons to get to, as always. Uh, I was joined by my good friend, Pardis Sela. Um, she's great. It's always a good time talking to her. And we, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff. We, we went over the Elizabeth Warren situation. Um, we talked about uh, Michael Avenatti. Um, we talked about the midterms. We talked about uh, the latest edition of the meme war and how uh, the left has basically no sense of humor. Uh, we talked about all kinds of stuff, you know, all kinds of stuff. So hopefully you enjoy that. Uh, before I get to Partis, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at 1776 United. 1776 United is my favorite conservative apparel company. They really are the best in the business. Um, I know a lot of uh, companies try to make you know conservative t-shirts and stuff and most of them kind of suck most of them are not creative at all but that is not the case with these guys you really need to check out 1776 united um all their stuff is super creative patriotic um everything's the best quality super high quality stuff all their stuff is super soft um actually wearing one of their shirts right now as we speak um they have all kinds of uh shirts tanks hoodies hats anything you want for both men and women um, it is really great. Check them out at 1776united.com and use the promo code GIMMICKS. That is the promo code GIMMICKS for 15% off of your order. Once again, the 1776united.com. I also want to say hi to our sponsors over at Premier Vapor. If you vape or if you smoke and you want to quit, which, guys, it's 2018. Please quit smoking. Uh, it's bad for you, you know, obviously. Uh, check out Premier Vapor. They are the best in the business. They have anything you want. They have uh, uh, any kind of mod, battery, tank, atomizer, anything you need for your vape setup, they have. They have the largest selection of premium e-liquid anywhere in the country. All their stuff is delicious. Um, I'm vaping their stuff right now. You can usually hear me vaping on the podcast. Um, I'm only vaping Premier Vapor stuff um, because they're the best. They're the best. If you're in Northwest Ohio, they have physical stores in Perrysburg and Holland, Ohio. Uh, both of their physical locations have a great sale on liquid right now. Really, really cheap. Um, for high quality stuff, like I said, premium liquid. Um, if you're not in Ohio, uh, check them out online at premiervaporandlounge.com. That is premiervaporandlounge.com. Uh, they will give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. You really can't beat that. And if you haven't already, guys, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. We'd really appreciate that. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, you can check us out over on Patreon. Uh, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast or you can download the patreon app um, there's cool incentives if you want to get involved over there um, and when we do listener mail segments uh, if you're on patreon you are guaranteed to get your questions answered on the air all right without further ado here's my chat with Particella. <laughs> all right guys we're here with Particella. Partis. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, thank you for taking your time. Anytime. So, all right, we have a ton <laughs> to get to today. Um, as always, you know, the downside of only doing two shows a week is always way too much to get to. But 
We're going to try our best to get to everything. Let's start with Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and her very, very bad week that, that she's having. Obviously, Liz Warren, who's claimed for decades to be a Native American, <laughs> even though she's literally the whitest human being on the face of the earth, uh, released her DNA test that she took, um, which proves that she's extremely white, uh, over 99.9% white, um, <laughs> somewhere between 164th and 1,024th Native American in her. Um, wow. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe right? <laughs> maybe if, if she has. Because they're not right. sure if it's, if it's Native American or Mexican. Right. So why, what do you make of this and why did she think this was a good idea? Like, what possessed her to release this DNA test? Um, I honestly was thinking when it came out, like, I don't know. Like, do they have staff? Do they have fact checkers? Do they have people who, like, tell them when things are a good idea? Because I know that most people in, in D.C. do. Most of these, like, most people whose words matter in the public sphere <laughs> have, like, a bunch of people who can tell them, like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. Uh, maybe she was like trying. Maybe she. I mean, I think that she genuinely, really believes that she proved, based on this DNA test, that she's part Native American. I think she was able to like, in her mind, be like, "Yeah, ha, I am Native American. Here's proof." Um, and, and maybe she actually doesn't realize why people aren't taking that seriously. I, you're probably right, but that is just mind-boggling to me. <laughs> that, I mean, she would be that misled. I just, I can't believe that she didn't expect. She's less Native American, even if that is actually Native American DNA, because again, like they, they said it might be Mexican, but even if that was like definitely Native American, that is less, less than, average. than the average <laughs> white American. Right. Right, Lindsey Graham, the senator from South Carolina, who I I absolutely love uh, this new Lindsey Graham. I don't know if he just killed the imposter that was Lindsey uh, two point yeah, 2. 2. is is just tremendous, and he said he's taking a DNA test too to see if he can beat her because he thinks that he probably has more uh, Native American in him than she does, which is statistically probably accurate. Um, I just think that President Trump continues to trick his opponents into making these blunders. I mean, he's he he traps them. He you know he boxes them into a corner, and they keep making these mistakes. I think he just got in her head, you know, like he made fun of her so much with the Pocahontas yeah. comments, which obviously it's the joke was Pocahontas, not Pocahontas. Trump Trump didn't yeah. really get it, but with all the Pocahontas talk, uh, do you think he just kind of like he has in the past, just tricked her into making just walking right into this? Yeah. I think she thought she was getting back at him. Uh, the smart thing for her to do, to have done, would have been uh, just ignore it. Like, okay, okay, I made a mistake. I call myself, I mean, she did call herself Cherokee Indian. And, like, <laughs> she didn't call herself Cherokee, actually, on a lot of different things. Like, you know, her, uh, she labeled herself um, in her powwow cookbook that she submitted to this like paper, like recipe, recipe book pow thing. Wow, and, chow. Uh, uh, like That's magazine. so racist. <laughs> chow wow pow. Yeah, pow wow chow. chow. Yeah. Oh yeah. So she made this. <laughs> and, and then she, and then she like, she signed on the bottom of her recipe, uh, Elizabeth Warren Cherokee. 
And then she did that like multiple times. And then even in her faculty listing, she listed herself as Native American. Um, and it was like, it's like official papers, you know? So it's not like a little thing that she made, but I guess she could have been like, um, like it's such a big, it's such a dumb mistake. Like it's not like one mistake. It's like a, it's a whole, it's, I mean, it's pretty big. I think it's pretty, but it's so dumb that there's no walking back. You know what I mean? So like the only way that she could have walked back from something like that would have been to just ignore it. Right. At this point. I, I think, I, which she did. I, I hope Warren does run for president in 2020. Um, but I think this essentially ended her chance of ever winning the Democratic nomination in 2020 because there's going to be actual minority candidates on that debate stage. <laughs> you know, there's going to yeah. be, you know, Kamala Harris, who's black and, and or Cory Booker, who's black or Tulsi Gabbard, who I, I think is you know, some kind of Pacific Islander background. You know, like one of these yeah. minority candidates is going to ask Elizabeth Warren on stage, like, why did you lie about being a minority to get ahead in your career? And she's going to have to answer on national television. So, like, I, I can't... I mean, can you imagine? Like, that that would be... And they're going to have to. I mean, one of the other candidates will have to attack Warren if she runs. And that will be just a crushing blow. Like, she, to look in the camera and, and explain that standing next to a bunch of other minorities or a bunch of real minorities... You know, like, I think, oh, my gosh, I, I just, I hope that plays out. I really hope we get to see that. Oh, yeah, that would actually be great. Um, that would actually be great. And then also, like, the Cherokee Nation, the, the actual Cherokee tribe yeah. denounced oh. her. That was so great, too. They were like, this is inappropriate. And, <laughs> like, have basically... You're not part of you're not Cherokee Indian, so Right. They they, they basically told her to shut the fuck up. And they, they said that she was quote making a mockery of the Native American cause. So I mean, wow, it was a, it was just a, a pretty brutal smackdown from the I believe the Secretary of State of Cherokee Nation. Um yeah, they, they were not yeah. they were not buying what she was selling one bit. Um but let's move on from, from Warren for a second here. Maybe the only person on the left having a worse week than Elizabeth Warren is Michael Avenatti, the famous creepy porn lawyer representing Stormy Daniels. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so the defamation suit oh that Stormy Daniels had, had filed against President Trump was thrown out of court because there was nothing there. Uh, Avenatti's whole case was a tweet that Trump sent, and he tried to make a case that uh, that Twitter isn't covered under the first amendment and it was defamation, which is obviously insane. So a judge threw that out of court and now stormy Daniels is forced to pay Trump's legal fees, which is absolutely hilarious. And we all remember that stormy Daniels had a GoFundMe set up and a bunch of leftists donated almost $550,000 to cover her court costs. So those people that funded this legal process just paid president Trump's lawyers. They just handed $500,000 to President Trump. So congratulations, all you Democrats that donated to Stormy Daniels. You just put money in in the pocket of billionaire President Donald Trump. I mean, I just, I, I, I yeah. can't help but just, that really just warms my heart. And then his response to it was even more amazing. He saw his, so his response was, he basically went on Twitter 
he's so angry because he's been very, very angry lately. And he goes on Twitter and makes a video with a very serious face and says, this is, uh, what was it? He goes, nobody should ever call a woman a horse face, <laughs> especially not the president of the United States. Donald Trump called a woman horse face. And like, he's saying all this with a really serious face. And I'm just dying because <laughs> you can't say horse face with a serious face. No. It's not possible. No. And obviously, yeah, th- this would have been just a, a blowout win for Trump. But he did get on Twitter yesterday and call Stormy Daniels horse face. Um, I don't know why he... I mean, it's Trump, so I'm not surprised. But I'm like, man, just take the win. <laughs> just take the win. I mean, this is a huge win. Yeah, take you the know, win. Stormy Daniels looks like an idiot. Michael Avenatti looks like an idiot. I, I don't understand why Trump keeps doing this. You know, like, and I don't think the horse face comment is going to hurt him. It's a strange thing to say. He did have sex with the woman. I think so. That's. I think it got uh, Michael Avenatti. I think. I mean. There's no benefit that could have come from that horse face comment, but I think it did make Michael Avenatti make a huge fool of himself because you can't say horse face with a serious face. It got Michael Avenatti to go on and make a whole serious claim about, like, you know, anyone who tries to snap back is going to be made a fool of because they're doing it with, you know, the word horse face. Right. I feel like that's with a lot a lot of his insults. I feel like uh, maybe not even in this situation, just in general. Uh, not you know, not saying it's right or wrong. I think it's like a real tactic. He he uh, goes and he all of his insults are very not serious, like uh, crazy clown, you know, Rubio or low energy Jeb or you know, lying. Like he's got. He's got like a funny name. Wait, who did he, who did he call Moonbeam? Who was Moonbeam? That was my favorite. Uh, oh, Jerry Brown. Was that was uh, Governor Jerry Brown? Moonbeam Jerry Brown. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was that was my personal favorite. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, and go, it's like if ahead. Jerry Brown tries to if Jerry Brown tries to like fight back against it, he's just gonna sound like a child <laughs> because he's gonna be like, "No, you're calling me Moonbeam. Can't do that. And that's this is inappropriate." And then, but he but he sounds not like it's just it's like a very smart tactic. Also, I think you're right about that too because Michael Avenatti what he what he did to make it worse was he said it out loud. I think reading the word horseface on Twitter is not nearly as hilarious as hearing a grown man say horseface out loud in a video. It's always better. It's always yeah. worse when you say it out loud. <laughs> and it's like in a very yeah, and very angrily too. Right. <laughs> right. And I, I, the horse face thing isn't going to hurt uh, Trump because, let's be honest, it's Trump. Everything's baked into the cake at this point. I mean, we know he says stuff like this. With Avenatti, you know, let, let's remember <laughs> a couple weeks ago, Michael Avenatti, man, he's the worst. He's literally the one who pushed Brett Kavanaugh over the finish line. Like, it was looking really shaky for Brett Kavanaugh until Avenatti dragged up the, the most ridiculous allegation against Kavanaugh that he was basically the leader at age 15, the leader of like a gang rape cult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the other yeah. allegations were at least like not, not necessarily believable, but like plausible, but not at age 15. And being he the leader Julie of a sex Swetnick cult. To say it. Right. And he, you know, Julie Swetnick, this girl that he used that he, that he like 
he 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 represented um, to say that she was like one of the victims. She's like this serial um, serial uh, fabricator. Like she has in in public records and government they, like government has records of her like making up stories to like she sued the DC Metro one time because she uh, she claimed that she she broke her nose and lost her modeling job because of the DC Metro and like like in her claims she put as her employer like one of her friends who when they asked her friend they, her friend was like what I'm her friend I'm not her employer and she never had a modeling job this is a whole and because she got she got four hundred and forty thousand dollars uh she was suing them for four hundred forty thousand dollars so like she would do stuff like that i mean there was another time when she made up um and this is a person that michael avenatti is representing like he couldn't have picked another victim that was more believable he had to pick this person like she claimed that uh she on her resume for a job she he like basically made up past work, past education, um, and was fired from her job because of it. Because they were like, well, "You basically lied on your resume," but like big lies. Yeah, Avenatti clearly does not have the best uh, judge of character um, <laughs> when he's choosing people to represent. Obviously, a crazy person and a, and a porn star swinging a miss, zero for two there. But look, like the Democrats created Michael Avenatti. I mean, he is on CNN and MSNBC daily, still, for some reason. I mean, he's still on CNN every day. They propped this guy up. I mean, they they built him into who he is, and now he's really hurting the Democrats. But, hey, Democrats, you own him. You made him. He's yours. So enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, he's he's your creation. He's your Frankenstein's monster. So, um, you know, you own him now. One thing that I find – sorry, one second – One thing that I find very interesting about um, the way that this is all playing out, um, the shifts between the cultures, is that Democrats, um, I think, are losing when it comes to uh, the culture war. And I think a lot of it has to do with, with humor, like their inability to understand uh, entertainment. The Hollywood industry is losing. The Hollywood industry is losing to people like us, people like Fox. They're losing to Fox because... Right now, like Fox and conservative politicians, public figures, uh, media figures are like the only people that are actually producing real comedy. And the left is, you know, the left is really losing on that front in terms of like memeing, in terms of like their comedians. You saw the like when they do like when 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 Donald Trump insults someone, even if you don't um, even if you don't like him. His insults are funny, so you kind of, you know, you'll joke about it or you'll you'll talk about it. But like, if someone on the left uh, tries to insult someone, like Chelsea Handler, she's an actual comedian. She tried to insult Lindsey Graham by trying to make him come out of the closet. I mean, I don't know if I'm not saying that I don't know if he's gay or not. He says that to the extent that it matters, he's not gay, uh, and the gay. A community is supposed to, everyone is supposed to, you know, that's not something that you, that's not something that you make fun of, like someone's sexuality. And Chelsea and, and you know, no one on the right does it either. Like, this is, anyway, like Chelsea Handler makes, you know, 
I was trying to be funny with that, but it, it just comes out as like a like a belly flop. Um, yeah, that that was that was odd. Like that was such a weird move. Like obviously, yeah. you, know, you know, homophobia is fine on the left apparently if if you can use it against conservatives and like yeah, I don't know if Lindsey Graham's gay or not. I I don't really care. I don't think South Carolina voters would care if he was gay or not. I don't think he would lose or gain a single vote in uh in South Carolina. I think he's pretty damn safe. I think she thinks that they care. I think I think Chelsea Handler thinks that if Lindsey Graham's constituents find out if he's gay, then they will hate him and they won't vote for him. And it's like, nah, they don't care. Like, no one cares. Well, just to piggyback off your point, too, like, you know, the left is the side that's, you know, they love political correctness. It's never make fun of anybody. Be, you know, super PC. You're not allowed to, you know, say anything about, you know, race or religion or sexuality or anything. And then, yeah, as soon as it's convenient, they, you know, they you know, pull out the homophobia pretty hard against Lindsey Graham and they pull out, you know, racism pretty hard against somebody like Kanye West. I mean, they, they went real racist Mm -hmm. hard and fast. I mean, wow. I mean, they just really took the masks off or the hoods off. (laughs) Maybe it'd be a a better, a better way to put it like instantly. I mean, it's all like, Oh no, like you can never say anything racist. You can never joke about race. Oh, there's a conservative black guy. He's a house N word, <laughs> you know. He's an Uncle Tom. Yeah, oh he's a racist. Tra- you're like, wow. Like they just went full racist immediately. Like they just the hoods came off, and it's like, wow. Like they're just exposing themselves over and over for who they really are. I think. Yeah. Oh my God. You saw the <laughs> you saw the meme that someone. So 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 this is in regard to um, CNN's panel on Kanye West about how they call him, you know, like, uh, this is why, I mean, I don't even want to repeat it. Right. It was pretty bad. It was bad stuff. This is, it was, it was bad. And it's so funny because I, I basically tweeted something CNN, I, I basically tweeted out that panel and I put in quotes what they said. And my friend who didn't actually watch the panel uh, called me and was like, part um, I just want to let you know that you tweeted something that is like really racist. And I, I think you might get fired from your job because of it. And it's like really awful. <laughs> like don't tweet that, whatever. And I was like, Oh, I'm just quoting CNN. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, yeah. Like if, <laughs> if, if any of us on the right, like, I mean, your friend was right to be concerned. Like if she thought that, like that was, you know, things that actually came out of your brain, you know, like the, she actually had cause to be concerned that you would get fired because anybody on the right that said something like that would get fired. Like we would get fired. Like we would yeah. be, we'd be toast. Like we would be cooked if, if we said things half as racist as the, the shit just spewing out of CNN. You know, it is just, it's amazing. The double standard. Yeah. And look, I think a couple points on, on the midterms, which are under three weeks away now. Um, it seems like the Democrats are really imploding. You know, they're, they're really falling apart. The, the the blatant racism, like you said, from CNN. You know, Senator Elizabeth Warren just completely imploding. The the, the congresswoman and, and candidate for Senate in Arizona, uh, uh, Kirsten Sinema, her campaign collapse is hilarious yeah. with the Arizona's full of crackheads and you're all crazy and it's fine if you join ISIS. And so oh, like, yeah. I, like, you see all these Democrats just completely falling apart. Uh, Heidi Heitkamp basically doxing 
uh, sexual assault <laughs> victims, like all these like horrible, horrible, egregious mistakes. The Democrats, the the only reason they're still a viable party in this election is because the media props them up. And the mainstream media just provides cover for everything they do. They're going to cover for any Democrat, no matter what they do. I just think, I don't know, I think there's a, a major chance voters are starting to see through that. I think these problems are just yeah. compounding. You know, like, it, you can't, they have to see the Avenatti stuff. They have to see the ridiculous Pocahontas stuff. They have to see all these mistakes from people on the left and the racism. And it just keeps happening over and over and over again. Democrats never seem to learn from their mistakes. You know, I actually feel bad for them, for a lot of Democrats who are, like, um, investing so much money and time, you know. I actually feel bad, and I just think that they, they, they actually don't get it. I think that's, like, a lot of it is because they keep making the same they, – they keep propping up the same people. They keep, keep making the same mistakes, and it's, like, we've got so many people. Like, a lot of my friends who are, who are like, Trump supporters now or, you know, you know, they're not necessarily Trump supporters, but like conservatives. A lot of them are former Democrats because they just it's because they're they're they just I mean these are people who got it, you know, and um yeah, it's just like I I feel like it's kind of just going downhill for a lot of them. It's like a culture change. Right. Yeah, I just I feel like and this is a ter- I've been trying to think of a way to to put this, and this is a terrible analogy since we've had several hurricanes lately but like it's it's like the democratic party as a whole is like flood water and the media is the levy <laughs> you know like keep, keeping <laughs> keeping them from complete collapse but i i just don't i don't know yeah. how long that that barrier that the media is providing can can stand like i don't know how long they can hold off the democrats craziness from the electorate like they, people are going to wise up and i think people are starting to see it you know i mean, look at the the mob violence the mob mentality you know there was another there was ricin sent in a letter to to susan uh, the m word i know i know i know add that to the list of words we're not allowed to say i mean people people aren't blind like but you're allowed to say else n word as long as it's about kanye right West. right i i just i don't think uh you're allowed to say an n word who can't read right about kanye but you can't call a mob a mob right i, I just don't think the media cover for the Democrats is going to work very much longer. Like whether it works or not in, in the midterms is yet to be seen, but I just don't think the Democratic Party is so crazy. They're so obsessed with socialism. They're, they're, they're fine with violence. You know, they endorse Antifa. They, they keep saying all this crazy racist stuff. I just don't think the media's cover for them is going to last very much longer. I really don't. And when it comes to the midterms, we've seen a lot of, a lot of the polls getting really tight in races that, um, Republicans were not supposed to win, and a lot of Republican candidates are actually pulling away from their Democratic challengers right now. And I've been in touch. I've, I've worked on campaigns in the past, and I've been in touch with several friends and colleagues that are working on a lot of these big swing campaigns. And I, you know, I can't quote any of them. It was all off the record. But uh, these aren't people trying to spin me or, or you know, or try to pump up their own position or anything. I'm just having a lot of off the record conversations this week. There's a lot of people who are really, really optimistic. You know, there's a lot of people that think it's probably not even a done deal that the Democrats are going to take the House. A lot of people are even optimistic that the Republicans could keep the House. And I don't know. There's there's a lot of optimism bubbling up behind the scenes. And I know you live in D.C., um, so you're in the belly of the beast, and, and you do work at Fox. Um, so have you noticed kind of yeah. that same 
optimism and with the people that, you know, it's off the record, obviously, but, um, you know, cautious optimism. Right. I think that, that's how yeah, I would describe right. it. Cause people are like, Oh yeah. You know, like they're optimistic, but they're also like, but we can't be too optimistic because then, you know, people are going to let their guards down people, uh, uh, you know, you're, um, I think, yeah, I think that's what I would describe it as. Gotcha. I personally don't know. I mean, this is just what I, because I, I actually don't, I've, I can't, I couldn't make a guess myself. Um, but just based off of the energy that I'm feeling from other people around here. Right. Yeah, it's definitely too early to predict a lot of these races. I mean, I did uh, basic predictions a couple weeks ago, and, and I'll do them again like a week a week before. Um, the election, but you know, I, I can say, I can say, it's just with the conversations I've had. There's a lot of people that are very optimistic about the Republicans' chances to at least pick up a few seats in the Senate, and uh, you know, a lot of people are saying that the House could still be in play as well. But you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, before I let you go, you you have to you have to tell us a little bit about uh, the latest meme war going on, and you explained it to me uh, before before we started recording, but um. See, the right is way better than the left at memes and, like you said, comedy in general. Um, <laughs> but tell us about the latest uh, meme going on, the latest meme war that Twitter is trying to shut down because um, I think it's absolutely hilarious. All right. So this meme that has been going around that I actually haven't noticed, I hadn't noticed until more recently, um, it's the NPC meme, non-player character, and it's a gaming meme. Uh, that became popular among like political culture and i mean but originally it wasn't political at all it was just uh an npc is a non-player character is basically a um in gaming a player a bot based yeah exactly that's like that's controlled by artificial intelligence and makes predictable moves and um basically it became a meme to describe anyone one who's kind of like a zombie follower <laughs> uh, has a thought leader and just kind of goes along with whatever their thought leader tells them to do. And that became a way to describe liberals. <laughs> um, Which is just wonderful. Because, I love it. Yeah. And they would use it. They're like, they would use it as a meme to de- describe like every time these videos come out of these like uh, protesters on the left who would go out and like repeat everything their leader tells them to say, they'd be like, you know, stop Kavanaugh. We are all special. We are all, and like they would just repeat <laughs> everything word for word. And so, like, the memers would basically stick the NPC face, which is like a blank looking computer face, onto their faces, and it became a whole thing. And now, um, for some reason, Twitter has decided that the NPC meme is like a white nationalist meme, like they do with all these great memes, and they've banned, like, uh, at least 1,500 accounts uh, over the weekend. I think they're just going through a purge right now, and they're just banning a lot of accounts that have the NPC face in their profiles. Which that's rude. That's just rude. And that's a hilarious meme too. That was. I mean, that's a tremendous meme. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I. I don't get it. Why? Why does Twitter hate comedy? I don't know. Our side is just so much better at and this. Like, we're, we're, we're so good at this. Like conservatives are so good at memes. Like it's anytime the like the left responds to 
you know, like new memes or new jokes, it's always with like anger. It's them yelling at us and being yeah. mean. But like the right is really good at coming up with silly, like goofy shit like this, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's just a long line of, of Twitter's purges. I mean, it, it's, it seems to be happening every it's couple of weeks now. Okay it's like petting the frog and the okay sign. Like all these things started off as benign. The okay sign. We're uh, trying to get rid of the A-OK sign. Literally. Like that's the funniest one for me. Like yeah. how could that ever be taken as offensive in any way? Like it doesn't even, I, I just don't get it. I, I, I just don't understand. Because they claim the people using it. I mean, because just like they claim that everyone who doesn't fit their mold is racist or white nationalist, they claim that the people using it are white nationalists. Uh, my goodness and then they do this thing where they 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 they, they do something like that like don't associate with this i feel like dc is like this too don't associate with this person uh this person is associated with the racist white nationalist groups and everyone is supposed to like an npc like a good zombie just follow whatever they say and not actually use their own brain and think well is this actually racist or white? Like it's it's a it's a it's a symbol. And they just don't understand, especially with the NPC meme, that by attacking the NPC meme, they're proving the meme correct. Like they're like they don't like they don't get the joke. Like they're walking right yeah. into the joke. Like they're proving that they're a bunch of bots. You know what I mean? Like it's uh yeah. it's just so brutal. It's like they're they're kicking themselves. I uh it's 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 a beautiful thing. But, all right, I'm almost out of time, so I'm going to have to let you go, and definitely I'll have to have you back on the show ASAP. I know it's been far too long. But uh, where can everybody follow you online, and uh, what's your website called, and where can everybody keep in touch, and all that good stuff? Thank you so much. It's Pardesella, P-A-R-D-E-S-S-E-L-E-H, dot com. And my Twitter handle is basically just the same thing with an at sign before it. So at Pardesella, uh, at P-A-R-D-E-S-S-E-L-E-H. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a face with a, with like, it's a Snapchat face with glasses, fake glasses. There you go. <laughs> Everybody follow Pardis. She's great, and we'll definitely have her back on soon. All right. I think that's all I've got. That's all I got. I'm Brady Leonard. I will be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Uh-huh.